Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome to another hour dedicated to inquiry, reflection, questions, possibilities, philosophical conundrums, and a whole lot more. All in our effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour dedicated to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us go further inward and perhaps challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour for the open-minded, for where our search might take us may provoke a level of insight that may just perturb our notions of what is real, what is valuable, what is truth, and more. It is therefore an hour where we admit that our foregone conclusions could all be wrong, and in that way truly open ourselves up to the possibility of a new kind of understanding that in some way, somehow, may indeed lead to that elusive state known as enlightenment. We think of enlightenment in this show as a special state of clarity where the illusion of choice disappears. Choice, after all, arises as a result of confusion. Do I do this or do I do that? When there is clarity, there is no choice. We seek that existential experience that knows clarity as an epistemological certainty. And wow, you know, we pause, for we recognize that our goal, our objective, is rarely achieved by anyone. But with humility and open mind, we do nevertheless pursue it. I want to remind all of you that we open our chat room the minute we go live, so you can join my partner, Ravinder, there now. She is here in the studio with me, and as you know, she monitors our chat room, seeing that your comments and questions do get on the air. You can log on by going to eldentaylor.com slash or forward slash, I should say, chat. Okay, Ravinder, it's time for your line. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Come join me in the chat room. I've already got some people there, and we are beginning to party. You have parties in that chat room, we too. We do. We have fun. There's a great group of people in there. Wonderful conversations. I see them. All right. Last week, Lorna Byrne was our special guest. She sparked a veritable firestorm of mail. If you missed the show, be sure and catch it in the archives, for we address the nature of evil. Lorna told us of meeting Lucifer. The following letter from Elizabeth generally addresses this aspect of Lorna's visit. So I'll let Elizabeth speak for everyone. She writes, I was listening to the March 2nd, 2010 show on Hay House, and I'm writing to ask you if you would please consider doing an entire show on the subject of the discussion about the devil. I am a full-time light worker and a person who is deeply committed to my spiritual path. I try earnestly to expand my spirit, to extend my spiritual beliefs into all aspects of life. I have a how does this work in the real world practicality to my nature that urges me to do so. In part because people come to me for guidance. I feel a tremendous responsibility to teach wisely and yet stay open and humble. Where I get stuck is in trying to find spiritual truths in the societal and political arenas. Elizabeth continues, for example, this morning I woke up and read the heartbreaking story of a straight-A student in the San Diego area who was raped and brutally murdered by a convicted sex offender. The destruction of her innocence brought me to tears. 
I understand my emotional reaction and issues around that subject. But here's my conundrum. I know that I need to practice compassion for the murderer as he is a part of the all that is, God, or whatever term people prefer. All many New Age ideas suggest that we are all connected, so therefore he is within us. All spiritual teachings, at least the major ones I am aware of, teach forgiveness. Yet my political belief and experience after living in California for 20 years is that tolerance and compassion go too far at times. In a case such as this one, that mindset or philosophy toward criminal justice is in part responsible for this murder. I asked myself if this would have happened if her killer had been previously convicted in a more conservative state where he likely would have been, quote, locked up longer. If we have an obligation to the rights of criminals, have we none for the rights of citizens to live freely where they are protected as best as possible from people who are known to behave in this way? I am sorry that I cannot clearly articulate a question for you, but I think in your years of studying and practice, you may hold some valuable insight. And I believe that other listeners try to work out these same questions and contradictions in their minds. So thank you for your time, consideration, and any provocative enlightenment you may be able to offer on this subject. I sincerely hope that you will cover a topic like this. You know, Elizabeth, it is often just this kind of letter that our selection process is driven by. The answer is yes. Yes, we will do this show. And we will do it on March 30th. Join us. You know, a lot of my new book, What Does That Mean?, deals with exactly this issue. It's very easy to get carried away in these ideas today that make us feel warm and fuzzy. But for all intent and purposes, uh, are inherently contradictory with the value system that I see as a part and parcel of the purpose, the reason that we're here. Now, every week I read a few of your letters as our way of paying homage to the importance you plan, helping us to shape our show and make it ever better in every way. Two weeks ago, I shared an experience with you while ranching. Last week, I read a letter that suggested I uh, had blindsided our listeners with a tragic story. Uh, Janet wrote, I am listening to your show right now, and I'm touched by our friend who was blindsided by your story. Perhaps this idea might bring her some comfort. As you learned, and as we all now know, this animal had and has a consciousness. This is an eternal and intelligent consciousness, which is connected to the great consciousness that connects us all together. It is a higher state before it incarnated as a cow, this being decided to come forward on purpose in order to be this great teacher. Think of how many lives this one animal has now touched and changed for the better. So it is for all beings who are taken before their time. As hard as it is on this plane to cope with a loss, there is purpose to it, and we can learn from it if we look. Well, Janet, thank you very much for your letter. Those are some marvelous sentiments and certainly to be considered for sure. Teresa wrote, I would love a catalog of your books and tapes. Thus far I have read Mind Programming, Choices and Illusions, and watched your DVD on Changing Without Thinking. I'm looking forward to reading your newest book, What Does That Mean? It, all, it is almost the story of my life, complete with a miracle car accident and a disappointment in organized religion messages. 
I don't believe in Christians who profess to believe in God but are satisfied with mindless rituals. Don't get me wrong. I once complied too. But it is like I awoke from an endless dream and my soul needs more thoughtful reflection than the same stories told over and over. Your books speak to my soul. Are there other pastors out there like you in my area? I need a catalog in your tapes. I have so much baggage to get rid of. I'm running out of time. I'll be 80 in October. Please. Well, one catalog, Teresa, has been rushed to you. And thanks for sharing. And by the way, you have lots of time. Charlotte wrote, I was so moved by your story about the steer on Hay House last week and also about your train. I've been telling them to all my friends for over a week now. Thanks so much for making me think. Kristen wrote, Love, love, love your work. Thank you so much. It's changing my life. Rochelle wrote, I listen to you on Hay House Radio, and I think your shows and appearances on other shows are wonderful. Melody wrote, I just wanted to write to tell you thank you so much for your show. Diana wrote, thank you for your courageous and authentic voice in this world of information overload and obfuscation. (laughs) Tongue tire. I'm deeply appreciative of the work you do. And Charlene wrote, you do such an amazing job of making all the information you share so interesting and exciting. You are a gift to us all. I clearly see why you were spared in your amazing experience you told about and to think if I weren't If it weren't for Hay House Radio, I don't know how long it would have taken me to learn about you. Although I feel certain the universe would have connected me to your work eventually, I'll be writing to Hay House when I'm done with this email to thank them for adding you to the Hay House family. Well, wow. I mean, you know, the only thing I can really say to all of you is thank you. I appreciate you listening, and we'll do our very best to honor your thoughts and and your wishes in presenting the best possible program. All right, that's all the time we have for letters today, but I do want you to know that I both read them and and I do appreciate them. To that end, I invite you to opine by writing me, Eldon at intertalk.com. That's E-L-D-O-N at intertalk, I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Or leave a comment on my site, eldentaylor.com, or join me on Facebook. Now to today's provocative inquiry and the subject of past life regression. It is generally believed that the purpose of reincarnation is to find clarity through experience. That is, reincarnation provides the opportunity to choose once again, to do it over, to do it right. The concept of reincarnation is popular in many religions and in New Age spirituality, but it often differs in both large and subtle ways. For example, the ancient religions of the Mediterranean world developed quite different kinds of reincarnationist beliefs. Greek Platonism asserted that the pre-existence of the soul in a celestial world and its fall in the human body was due to sin. In the case of ancient Egypt, the Egyptian Book of the Dead described the travel of the soul into the next world without making any allusions to its return to earth. The tradition of the ancient Chinese believed that the departed relatives formed a holy hierarchy in the realm of the dead. The Christian faith accepted reincarnation until it was ordered stricken from the books during the Third Ecumenical Council uh, in 431. Eastern religions all find reincarnation an acceptable explanation for our journey and purpose on this earth. So, There is diversity, but there is also a rich tradition that includes the idea of a second chance or a third and a fourth and so on 
until we get it right. Now, that said, skeptics think it's all hocus-pocus nonsense, and they cite famous cases, such as that as Bridie Murphy, as evidence of the hoax. I know what I think, but we want to know what you think. We have a lot to talk about. We invite you to join us. You can do that by calling toll-free 1-866-254-1579. And international callers can dial the country code, then 760-918-4300. And again, you can also join us in our chat room at eldentaylor.com forward slash chat. All right, let's welcome today's guest. Edward Klein is a distinguished medical doctor who uses the theory of reincarnation for therapeutic purposes. His book, Soul Search, The Healing Possibility of Past Lives, and it's a great book, provides a clear understanding of reincarnation and how past lives could influence one's current existence. Dr. Klein is a charter faculty member, assistant professor, Department of Psychiatry, University of South Florida Medical School. He may be an unlikely proponent of reincarnation, but in his book, he presents a compelling case on how the subconscious can lead to past life therapy techniques which help the patient today. Dr. Ed Klein is an internationally known physician, keynote speaker, workshop and seminar presenter, and he has treated thousands as both a cutting-edge psychiatrist and a practitioner of conventional psychiatry. Well, some might think traditional modalities and past life regression are not associated, the reality is that aspects of both approaches are linked together by the subconscious mind. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Dr. Edward Klein. Thank you, Elton. A pleasure to be here with you today. Uh, it's our pleasure indeed. Why don't we just start out, first of all, I want everybody to know, and you as the author, and I guess you you are the total author, even though this is, uh, we seem to have Carol as kind of a co-author, but I'll right. let you explain that. Okay. It is a wonderful book. It, it is written like a mystery novel. Uh, I, I found, I've read a lot of these books. I found your book to be the most enjoyable of this genre. And I, and I want you to know that before we get started. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us uh, how you became involved in this work? Well, it is, it is kind of interesting. Um, I was trained in the scientific um, model, went to medical school, uh, eventually decided to go into psychiatry and was practicing uh, general practice of psychiatry, adult practice, and I was using hypnosis in my practice. I had been taught uh, hypnosis in my residency, and <clears throat> excuse me. And during one of my sessions with uh, one of my patients, in which we were taking her back to an early part of the present life, uh, and I've been working with her for many months, she looked at me kind of strange at one time, and she sounded kind of strange, and uh, I wasn't quite sure what was happening, so I worked with a uh, yellow pad on my lap, and I gave it to her, and I went to give her a pencil, and she looked at it kind of strange, and she grabbed it, and I, a I asked her to write the year, and she took it as if she was carving in the sand, and she wrote the Roman numeral four, and it really kind of shook me up. And uh, after I took her out of the trance state, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, wow, you know, what is happening yeah. here? And uh, we, you know, then proceeded to go on with our work. But I was thinking, my gosh, what's, what's this? Uh, I'm not quite sure. 
And I started then to read about past lives, and I wasn't practicing this at all, and, and going to some seminars. And then several months later, something else happened to me. Um, I, every time I would start the engine to my car, I would hear a loud crash. And this went on for a year. And about the end of a year's time, unfortunately, uh, the car was started and I was in an accident. Um, but this, as you and your readers and your listeners know, uh, is what we call precognition. But again, that's not explained in the scientific model or scientific term. So I, I, again, I started to study more and more about this field. And then a third thing happened to me, and this was sort of the clincher for me. My practice at that time was in a three-story medical building. It was a big building. And coming back from lunch one time, I had a occasion to go to the office that took care of the building, and I didn't tell anybody. It was a spontaneous thing. And I, and I walked into the office, and the secretary there said to me, Dr. Klein, there's a call for you. And I took the phone, and there was nobody there, and I gave the secretary back the, call, the phone, and she said, really, Dr. Klein, somebody had specifically called and asked for you. There was nobody there. And I looked at the phone number, and the number wasn't similar to my office number. It wasn't similar to my home number. I said, whoa, something is happening. Something, I'm being told something. And I then proceeded to study more and more about past lives and the spirituality and eventually started practicing this myself. And it took these three separate occasions to uh, convince me uh, to go into this uh, particular field. And I've worked with it, ever, have worked with it ever since. You're smarter than I am. I, 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 I had those kinds of experiences but it took a whole lot more than three <laughs> in fact the first client that i ever uh had that kind of experience with took off speaking chinese in the middle of a trance and oh. uh, uh it, it turned out to be an ancient dialect of chinese but the guild i belonged to at the time one established by Ari Aarons, didn't allow for that kind of thing so you know i mean it took me years before i would resign from the guild and even look at investigating him <laughs> but i think the key thing about your telephone call was that no one knew you were going to be there absolutely that was the that was a stunner i mean i i and I touched base with everybody, and I, I asked that secretary a thousand times over, are you sure? She said, Dr. Klein, they specifically and clearly asked for you. I said, wow, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, you, you have some really interesting ideas here that I just want to get after, but the phones sure. are already lit up. So I, I'm going to try and, and hurry a couple of these ideas so that we can get to the telephone. But <clears throat> you describe uh, in your book the subconscious uh, and I'm going to use this word loosely as a container, uh, because I'll allow for you to go ahead and find the dynamics to how this fits. But sure. in in your book, the subconscious holds all information. Indeed, it becomes the conscious mind of the soul. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know from your work that you're trained trained in psychoanalysis. So I guess my question is, how do you square that definition? with the idea that our subconscious is also the seat of our mechanisms, our defense strategies, you know, particularly those strategies that sabotage sometimes our very best, uh, you know, uh, potential for expressing ourselves. Alvin, that's very well put. I'm going to probably paraphrase a lot of what you said, but that's great. Um, I believe to uh, 
go to a past life, what we have to do is to uh, we access the subconscious. As you said, it is my belief that the subconscious stores all the material that we have ever learned, all the knowledge that we have ever learned. Also, and this is the premise and the basis of my work, I believe that the subconscious is part of our soul. Or another way of putting it, the soul is made up of the subconscious, is a part of it. So that is the constant, the subconscious being part of the soul. The variable is the body that the soul goes into. So the body could go into whatever time period, or the soul could go into whatever time period, whatever time period the body is uh, in, and then we access that material by going to the subconscious. So the subconscious, as I say, I know I'm being a little repetitive, but that's so important, stores all this material. Now we get to the subconscious in several ways. I use hypnosis to go to the subconscious. Maybe we'll talk about that later on. But how, and going back to what you were saying, how we heal. There are three ways that I believe that the, we heal people by using this method in a therapeutic value. Number one, when we go into a past life, we go back to the important or significant time of that particular life. By understanding and acknowledging that, that is one way we get better. Number two, going through our death experience, Oftentimes, when we experience this death experience, we go through it, there is alleviation of many fears and phobias, and I'll be glad to give you examples of this that that I've worked with many, many times. And number three, after our death, our soul travels to what we call the in-between state, and it is there that we meet sometimes our angels or our guides, and we relate what is the importance, uh, how the material or the lessons that we learned in that lifetime are important in this, our present lifetime. And that, as you know, and what you've talked about earlier, is what, just putting the word to it, is our karma. We need to resolve the issues in this lifetime that we did not resolve in the past lifetime, and that's how we learn about it. So that's the therapeutic value. Now, it's interesting, when we talk about psychoanalysis and all, the term that we use in the common or in the modern psychiatry is abreaction. That's getting material from the subconscious, and oftentimes when we understand that and we know how that's applicable to our present life, that's how we heal. Well, this is what we're doing. We're getting the material from the subconscious from whatever lifetime that we were in. All right. Now, how do you, I, I, I just for point of clarification, for sure. to a call, a, a lot of therapists use past life regression, and, and they use it without believing in reincarnation. And as a matter of fact, there, there is a, a good uh, number of them that would say uh, it is the pure fact that an individual can displace the responsibility by putting it over into this past life that makes or, or gives rise to some of the healing power that uh, is, is witnessed as a result of this therapy. But whether you, you subscribe to that idea or, or you subscribe to a different idea, I think our listeners need to know that as far as you're concerned, these past lives are real. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll jump ahead a little, but I usually speak about this, what I'm going to say uh, towards the latter part of my talks or uh, interviews, but I have done so many as uh, past life experiences regressions, and yes, there are skeptics out there, 
But my experience, and people have come up to me because of what I do and have given me their experiences. So what I say, when it walks like a duck, and it quacks like a duck, and it flies like a duck, it must be a duck. You know, there are so many of, of these experiences um, that we just can't put this off into somebody making it up. But, you know, it's interesting, though, in my book and, and in my work, oftentimes when somebody goes through a past life experience, and they come out of the trance state, they'll often say, you know, it may, might be my imagination. I've been, I, I have a great imagination, and that's very common. Yeah, it is. We've got a hard break coming up, oh, uh, sure. Dr. Klein. So it's, uh, you're listening to Provocative Enlightenment. We're talking with Dr. Ed Klein about his wonderful book, and, and I do mean that, Soul Search, The Healing Possibilities of Past Lives. Uh, you can follow the links under Provocative Enlightenment at eldentaylor.com to his site, to his materials. We'll be right back after the following words from our friends. Every day, every moment, we face choices. Yet, how many of those choices are truly our own? Are you ready to step onto the path of discovery? Read Eldon Taylor's New York Times bestseller, Choices and Illusions. Now revised, updated, and expanded. Eldon combines provocative information, scientific research, and his own life's journey into a powerful message that we have the power to change. All we must do is be willing to choose to take the chance and change. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? Inner talk. Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. Inner talk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, Learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. Before we get back to today's show, we hope you find Provocative Enlightenment to be empowering. If you like our show, please shout it out. Tell your family, friends, and everyone else. Okay, now, back to our show. If you just joined us, I'm Dr. Eldon Taylor, and we're discussing Dr. Edward Klein's work, um, his marvelous book, Soul Search, and... uh, his, his years of, of uh, use, utilizing hypnosis as a therapeutic tool, but also in a spiritual quest. I, you cannot have written this book, Dr. Klein, without having spiritual growth yourself. True or false? Uh, true. Absolutely. Uh, and, a, and a big S, capital S. Yes, a very big spiritual growth. Uh, a complete change, as I was saying at the top of the show. I mean... Uh, my life changed completely after those three incidences, and has continued to change. It's uh, it's wonderful to continue to meet people in this field and to continue to learn 
and it's a never-ending uh, quest. So, yes, uh, it'll change completely. All right, our telephones usually get <clears throat> all of the time, uh, and my co-host here is prodding me from, come on, give the chat room the question first. So I'm going to give you a question out of the chat room before we go to the sure. telephone. Uh how does Dr. Klein suggest you can explore your past lives? Well, I, I think the best way to do it is to, for the individual first to do reading. Uh, I think you, one has to understand what the concept is, uh, what it's all about, how it's done, um, that it just doesn't occur because I want to experience a past life. You need to read about it. Then it's very helpful to attend as you mentioned before, your conferences, there are many, many conferences and many seminars. They should attend your seminar, for instance, and and learn about this. But then once they feel comfortable with it, it's often best to work with a individual and let them take you through a past life experience. This way they'll feel comfortable with it. And then once they've then gone through that experience, oftentimes they can do that on their own. So it is possible to take yourself through the past life, but there's a lot of homework to do beforehand. Yeah, and, and I would really emphasize the homework. You know, we have, uh, Hay House has an author, Dr. Brian Weiss. I know you know him, and right. he has endorsed your book and, mm-hmm. and speaks very, very highly of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Who does this kind of thing. And you do this. You, you yeah. have regular workshops. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, offering uh, or, or advising everybody to join my workshop, and I'll give them some ideas about hypnosis, but I don't do this kind of regression work. That's not my specialty. Mm-hmm. You do do this as a specialty. And uh, your website, uh, improvewhoyouare.com, uh, has all the information about that, does it not? Yes, it does. If they would go on to onto the website, www.improvewhoyouare.com, uh, they can learn a lot about myself, and then on the contact page, uh, they could uh, see uh, there is somebody who helps arrange my seminars for me. And also, if individuals would like to contact me directly, my uh, email address is on the contact, which is, if I may just say, it's uh, Dr. Klein, at D-R-K-L-E-I-N, at improvewhoyouare.com. And they could contact me directly if they're interested in, in, in the book. Um, we will send them information uh, how they can uh, get the book. And uh, we do uh, work in, in the seminars and work with the individuals. And it's interesting, Elton, too, during my seminars, I will uh, take the group of the, the uh, attendees through a regression uh, during the actual uh, seminar. And everybody has found that quite interesting. Um, and it's my experience about oh about seventy five to eighty percent of the people in attendance can ex- have an experience of a past life regression during the seminar. That's great. That's fantastic. I, I love your website, by the way. The name of it: improvewhoyouare.com. It's just you know how could you miss that one? How could you forget that? <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. We have on line one Carmen, and Carmen has been very patient from Bountiful, Utah. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. Uh, what can we do for you today, Carmen? Thank you for taking my call. Hi, well, Carmen. Well, in a reading, I was told that one of the reasons that I seem to have a lot of sorrow and, and 
pain is in one of my past lives, I was defender of the truth back in the Roman Christian time, and I was crucified and left um, hanging upside down. And as a result of that, in my life today, um, I always feel in, entangled and, and a feeling of not being noticed, and I suffocation issues. And I'm wondering if, if this is something that, that I need to explore uh, in order to um, feel released from. Well, there are sometimes uh, can be released of certain fears, of phobias, of certain experiences. That has been my experience in working with many, many people. Um, to give you examples of that, when you mentioned hanging upside down, uh, first, uh, well, Carol in particular, one time uh, during the course of a regression, uh, she was in a hut, and I'll be short with this, but uh, some soldiers came to the hut, and they singled her out, and they pushed her out towards a cliff, and she went over the cliff, and that's how she passed away. Now, in this, her present lifetime, in this incarnation, she had been fearful of heights. After that experience, she lost her total fear of heights. Now, now this is... Go I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead, Dr. Klein. I, I, I was just going to say, Alden, and uh, this, you know, you asked me a question earlier, do I believe in the past lives? This is exactly why I believe in this, in this experience. And, uh, and for the people who knew her, knew she was also always fearful of heights. And so she felt much better afterwards. And hopefully with yourself uh, and the caller on this, that possibly that there, there might be a release during some time in a past life of how one died, that there might be a release of some of these fears of the suffocation. Uh, again, uh, uh, just segueing quickly, there was a past life and working with an individual. She was stabbed to death, and in this present lifetime, had always been having this area where she was stabbed in the past life, always been quite painful to her. Finally, there was release after this uh, experiencing the past life. And now, Dr. Klein, Carol, for our listening audience, is uh, a woman who, a medical writer, a, a, a journalist, uh, who assisted you in writing the book that basically, since our audience may not have read your book, uh, tells her story because she came to you. She's going to write the book. She's kind of a cynic. She doubting Thomas. Uh, and, and she says, well, show me, if you will, the Missourian attitude, or you give her the opportunity. <laughs> and she does a regression, and, and that's where the mystery in your book goes through. But this is her real story that you're retelling when you say, Carol, and you tell many of these stories in your book. Is that correct? Yeah. Absolutely, and it's, it's, I have a smile on my face. I wish the, the listeners could see it, uh, because it, it brings back very pleasant memories. When we started working with Carol, we were discussing uh, how the best way to approach a, a, a book, and we decided then to do it in the first person, and that's how the book is. It's from Carol's story, from her perspective, and then my perspective, and I wrote, I wrote my part, she wrote her part, after we did the regressions. And this is often uh, very true because we taped each session and then we wrote off again listening to the tapes so uh our experience and the first time when carol first started doing this i said she looked at me oftentimes this is kind of strange it must be my imagination and because we did so many of them she eventually uh became a strong believer in this and she too would never have thought this 
but she became right. a strong believer. You know, I got I got to add, Al. Um, I met her husband at a party afterwards. So after we had been working her for a while, and he's a non-believer in this, and she had many uh, releases and improvement in many aspects of her life. And I looked at him. We were talking at the party, and I said, "Well, what do you think about all this?" And he looked at me kind of, you know, strange in a way, and he. He couldn't get himself to say, no, I believe in all this, because he knows his wife. He knows she's not making it all up. And he said, right. and he, I remember his words, and he said, well, if it works, it works. And I was happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, now listen, uh, Carmen, I, I'm, I'm sure that Dr. Klein would suggest to you that if this is a, a concern to you now, see a qualified uh, therapist and, and allow them to assist you in finding the, the the right remedial approach to mitigating uh, these feelings that you have now. Do you have anything to add to that for uh, Carmen, Dr. Klein? Uh, no, that's, uh, again, well put out uh, exactly. Uh, there are many ways to approach it. They go to uh, a qualified therapist, and it doesn't have to be in a past life, uh, but also it may help with that with the regressions. I think you should look at, there are many different avenues that you can go. There's a lot open to you to, to help heal yourself. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you, Carmen, for calling. We appreciate your phone call. Let's go to line two and talk to Joanna in Riverside, California. How is the weather in Riverside, Joanna? Uh, cloudy, but not too bad. Well, good. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for Dr. Klein? Yeah, yes. Oh, please. Um, it seems that I have a problem um, in, in this life of um, putting myself first and uh, taking care of myself. So it's not that I'm not able to focus on what I'm doing. Uh, I just have difficulties in uh, focusing uh, when I have to do something for myself. So meditating um, is a problem for me. I cannot uh, control my mind when uh, and let go of everything that comes up, and pretty much I cannot say I have any significant results. Maybe, uh, and when I do have something uh, significant, I cannot tell you how I do it. I cannot uh, repeat the experiment. It's something spontaneous. I just manage to, to do it. But I don't know how. I cannot repeat it. So, and I know so the start. question is? The question is, uh, where do I start uh, um, learning uh, to quiet your mind? Yes. Uh, hypnosis is you got the right guy here. Dr. Klein, <laughs> tell her how to do that, will you? Uh, 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 I'll be glad to. In quieting your mind, uh, what we can do for relaxation, if we're talking about utilizing hypnosis, and I, I'd lo- I'll segue that into talking about hypnosis, because many people are kind of frightened by the term. Hypnosis is a great tool. Uh, I'm going to explain a little about that, so perhaps... All our listeners can see and understand. We are in what we consider right now the uh, alpha state, uh, the beta state. That means we're talking back and forth. We hear what's going on. When we go into the subconscious state or the hypnotic state, we go from the beta to the uh, alpha state. That is the subconscious state. Now, it's important to understand we're always in control during this alpha state. We are not giving control over to anyone else. Anytime you wish, you can come out of the hypnotic state or the alpha state. You are in control. There are also, it's interesting, and I like to tell this because many times we go into the trance state or the alpha state on our own, 
spontaneously. Many people also do this with, for instance, yoga, transcendental meditation. This is, there are many ways to reach this alpha state. So that is the state where we're completely relaxed, we feel excellent. And there are many things that we can do. And I segue that into, of course, there are many, in medicine, we use this alpha state. We help for relaxation. We have healing. We know that there is a higher T-cell count. I could go on and on about the advantages of this alpha state. Now, when we go to sleep, we go normally from this theta to the alpha state, and then we go over to what we call theta and delta. Theta is light sleep and delta is deep sleep. That is unconscious. We're not going into that state when we're in the hypnotic state. Again, it is the subconscious state, which again means that we're aware of what's going on around us. I'm going to use that to segue for for a second. Many times... Uh, maybe for our listeners here, you could maybe picture this. Have you all ever driven someplace, got in your car, and ended up at a destination? You say, Ooh, I don't remember getting there. I don't remember driving there. But yet, you have obeyed the speed limit. You have stopped the red lights, etc., etc. That is what we call sometimes a normal trance state. You are aware of what's going on around you. So, getting back to it, oftentimes when we go into that alpha state, trans state, we can get, achieve many, many, many good things. And as I said, for what I was using, what we're talking about right now, the subconscious state, to get going back to our past lives, uh, segue for I've also worked in the more traditional approach to helping with relaxation, lowering uh, blood pressure. Uh, we also work with the uh, alpha state for visualization to enhance performance. So there's a multitude of things or a multitude of of ways we can help heal ourselves or get better. By the way, also in this alpha state is where we dream. You know, this is where we have our REM sleep, our rapid eye movement sleep, and it is my belief, too, that uh, many dreams, not all of them, many dreams are past life experiences. So we can see uh, by going into this trance state, we can achieve great relaxation. We can calm down. We can get things in focus. Again, to help you, our caller right now, also in this alpha state, what we call it, there's increased Focus, increased concentration. So that's right, Joanna. So you can use hypnosis as a speed tool, if you will, a technology to 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 make advances in quieting your mind that using the old meditation ways may have taken you years and years and years of study and practice. Thank you for calling, right. Joanna. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to line three, and Nicole from Salt Lake City, you have a question about past life energies. Please. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Glad to uh, take your call. Thank you. Um, well, I'm just wondering, um, I had a past life regression, sort of, when I was 15. Uh, there were some healers that we were hanging out with that were teaching other people, and it was a pretty weird experience for me and kind of scary, actually. It was like a flashback of walking down an alley and then somebody grabbing me and choking me. And, um, you know, I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if it was real or whatnot. But I do believe in past lives. And I, in my life now, I've attracted a lot of people that are harmful and devious and mean. And I'm not that type of person. And I'm wondering why... You know, if there's something from my past life that's bringing this to my life again that I have to deal with over and over again, 
and what are some tools that I could use to work on this for myself? Well, going back to our original premise, you know, we, uh, we're here this lifetime to, for our karma, which is to resolve issues in this lifetime that we have not traveled in the past. And also what you said uh, a little bit ago, uh, earlier on, was that you've attracted certain individuals. And we have what we call, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but we're soulmates, that we travel with certain souls throughout eternity, and we need to resolve the issues uh, with these particular souls. If I may segue a, se- a second, you could probably go into a room, if you went into a room, and anybody can do this, go into a room of 100 strangers, you would feel an attraction to certain people, you would feel uh, a dislike maybe for certain people, and some people would just be neutral. And there's no reason to have those feelings towards these people. And yet, that's, good. And that's what I believe, we travel in time uh, with our souls. So you've experienced this, and you're trying to probably resolve some issues from the past and trying to resolve them in this particular lifetime. Now, what has happened to you, as you said, it was kind of scary, and sure, it can be. It's kind of nerve-wracking the first time you do it. And again, what might help you is to do the reading and the homework that we talked to earlier, so this whole concept isn't threatening to you, and you can see the therapeutic value. See enough people, and as we mentioned myself, or Brian Weiss was mentioned earlier, and there are many, many other very, very good people in this field um, to have an understanding and to see how this might help you and go through uh, some guided past lives and see the therapeutic value, again, and how... This can help alleviate some of those uh, problems and some of those attractions that are, are disturbing to you. If you were both to recommend one book to read, probably your own, which book? <laughs> 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 that's a good thing. Which book would you recommend for me to start well, with? Well, my book, Soul Search, of course, is The Healing Possibilities of Past Lives. And I, I think uh, uh, Brian Weiss's books are excellent, excellent books. Uh, he has several of them. Uh, okay. And uh, I think you could probably just look them up, and there are there's several of them that are, that are excellent. Great. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate you calling, Nicole. Thank you. You have a great day now. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We have a couple of more minutes, so let's try and get another call in, and I'll, I'll save all my questions for another time. <laughs> and from Westfield, Massachusetts, you are, are on Provocative Enlightenment with Dr. Ed Klein. How may we assist you today? Okay, well, thank you for taking my call, and I might have a strange question, but um, I definitely believe in past lives, and I know that I've had many. Right. There's this feeling that I get a lot of times, sometimes stronger than others, that I've ex- if I extend my right hand out and up, I feel like there's a sword extended. I mean, that I have an extension of a sword, and I feel that very many times. Okay. I was uh, just curious, what the heck you... (laughs) I don't know if it's like empowerment. It's almost like a crusader. It could be a pirate. I mean, and I'm being serious because I... No, no, I I think so, too. What I'd like to do is to refer back to something I had just mentioned, which strikes me as, remember, I worked with an individual, and she had always had a pain in her chest, and she didn't know why, and she went for multiple medical workouts. I mean, it was a specific area on her chest. And mm-hmm. she went through all these workups and everything else, and nothing could be found. In her past life, we've discovered that she was stabbed in that particular area. I mean, she described, described and pointed to that exact spot. 
So, in segueing that to what you're saying, there is, yes, there might be an extension. There might be something that happened in the past life where you had your hand extended out. I uh, don't know if it was a sword or what, but if you might have, hopefully, if you experienced past life, that that might come about, and the reason might be there. You also tell a story, uh, Dr. Klein, in your book, a person that is a swordsman in one life who is then another becomes a fence. Or I guess they fenced in one life, and then they became a swordsman in another life. So could this mean something to her having to do with maybe she was a swords person? Could be, yes. It could be, yes, absolutely. Um, we, The best way, I guess, is that work with somebody and see if we could go back to that lifetime. Um, I, I must add, Elton, uh, I, uh, working with uh, individuals, not all the time do we go back to lifetimes that we want to. Um, as I said, people travel together. Our souls uh, travel together through eternities. I had two individuals who came to me and hoped that they could go back. They knew they knew each other, and they hoped they could go back to the same lifetime in the past. So this is the first time I did work with two people, took them back, and we went into the uh, hypnotic state. We went back into regression. And I wish I could tell the story. They were back, went back to the same lifetime, but they didn't. They both went back to different lifetimes. So not all the time can we go back to the lifetime that we would like to go to. So... Uh, all right, well, we're out of time again, okay. <laughs> and we could go on and on. You've been listening to Dr. Edward Klein. His book is Soul Search. Go to his website, uh, check it out, improvewhoyouare.com. Uh, we appreciate you listening to Provocative Enlightenment. We're out of time, as I say every week here. Uh, between now and when I talk to you again, please, above all else, know thyself.